Welcome everyone to episode 56 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. As mm-hmm. always, I'm Dan Lamarca. Mm-hmm. As always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Dan? Crickets. Crickets. Dan? <laughs> Dan has the Bueller. flu. Dan has the flu. He's out today. Uh, but I am joined, as always, by Shelby White. How you doing? So we're just going to do a nice little intimate two-person episode here. Um... <laughs> Poor Dan. We feel bad for him. Yeah. Flu is uh, no fun. Flu flu is no fun. Uh, but I have like an absolute shit ton of games to talk about. So. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. So Yeah. Because we did that Zelda podcast, um, you know, I kind of have like a month's worth of games uh, yeah. that I've been playing uh, ready to go. So um, I'll just kick it off with probably the... So I'll say I finished Sekiro. Yes. Yeah. Since, since our last episode. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely love Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know that we're doing uh, Sekiro Shelby dies twice. We're having a ton of fun with that. Uh, but oh, man, Sekiro is just such a special game, and I love it so much. It, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I want to give it time, obviously, but I, I think I like it definitely more than I, like, I even like Bloodborne, and I love. Bloodborne. Oh yeah, all right, yeah, I. Whew. <laughs> I love this game. Cuz I know, I mean I haven't like I we've talked about it on the other videos but uh yeah. haven't really played any other from software right. games. I dabbled with Dark Souls a little bit but uh-huh. I could already tell that like the controls like mm-hmm. obviously are way different. And I know a lot of people uh, had like wonky controls and like yes. that's caused so many deaths in some other games but this one's just so fluid and so easy to control, so quick, you know. It's, yeah, they it, yeah, they really did an excellent job kind yeah. of polishing this one up. Uh, and kind of distilling like what it means to be a from software game without like being beholden to like the be- the annoying shit, you know? What I yeah, mean? yeah. So. And instilling a, a a story, a great story. You know? Yeah, yeah. It does some really interesting stuff. Um, <clears throat> I'll also say that final boss in this game is maybe the hardest boss I ever fought in a from software wow. game. <laughs> I remember you saying you were stuck on it for a little bit. Oh my god! Because there are definitely times in this game where you're like, "Wow, okay, this is hard. Like, yeah. I got to figure it out." But Usually, like, I'll just, you know, learn the patterns, you know, figure them out. That final boss was so hard for me, oh, and and I can't wait for you to get to it. Yeah, I was like, that sounds miserable for me. <laughs> you've been absolutely killing it, though, in, in, in the, in so the videos. Far. Yeah, I mean, if you've caught up on the videos, I'm, I'm about to walk through a door that seems menacing, and uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're right outside that door. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention, I finished that game. Um very very high contender for me for game of the year but uh you know nice and early too oh what a game (laughs) what a game uh i'll also say i you know way back three coming on three four weeks ago now i i started playing yoshi's crafted world oh you have been working on that yeah um I, i don't really like it that much no not so much and the funny thing is like i i have all these games here and some of them I absolutely love, but I feel like a lot of times because I kind of, you know, we're not beholden to anyone, so I can kind of pick and choose what games I want to play. It's not like I have to play everything that comes out. Yeah. But so usually I come on this podcast and I'm like, hey, I love this game. Here's this game. It's so cool. It's so unique. I love this game. I love this game. And it's like a, a bunch of the games on this list, I'm like, ah, I don't really like it. And it's like, it's because a lot of these things really seemed up my alley and that's why I jumped into them. Yeah. And then once I got into them, 
I was kind of surprised. You know, I'll talk about more about that with the other games, but as far as Yoshi, uh, you know, we, we talked about it on here. I love Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. They, they were kind of billing this as like, okay, because there was a, what was it? It was like the Yarn Yoshi, whatever. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yoshi's Woolly World. Woolly World, World yeah. And everyone was like, okay, that's like a kid's game, and it's not even a really good kid's game. But Yoshi's Crafted World, it looks like it's a kiddie game, but also like has some Yoshi's Island DNA. Like this is how people were talking about okay. it. I, I'm not saying Nintendo was really talking about it like that, but some people in the industry were kind of talking about that before it came out. So I was like, you know what? Yoshi's Island is a fucking fantastic platformer, like an actual great game. I know a lot of people have their gripes with it because it's it's technically Super Mario World 2. <laughs> and I mean, we all know that's not that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but um yeah, Yoshi's Crafts of World, my problem with it, it's just kind of... I heard it was very easy. That's what it is. It's just too easy. It's just kind of mindless. And and this isn't like a knock against the game, per se, because it is a kid's game. Yeah. So I can't really be like, oh, I wish it was harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... The- Yoshi's Sekiro's Island. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't need all my games to be super difficult, but this... To have a good time, yeah. It almost like makes it... Like, it's very charming. The art style is awesome. Like, you know, uh, it has a lot of stuff that I like, but it's not enough to carry it through to be, like, a in a fully enjoyable experience. It's okay. kind of like, you know, you're just a zombie walking through. You know, you don't really have to be just paying attention. Just simple platforming yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Never die, never, like, it's just, you know. But, like I said, if, if I think for, like, a five, six-year-old, like, this could be an amazing, like, jumping yeah. on point for video games because there's not... It looks great, you know, like it's yeah. on the Switch, you know, it's, a, it's I, I agree with you yeah. there. It's beautiful. I, I, I really, really like the way they, they made this game. It's just, you know, for me personally, I just, you know, it's not enough Yeah, for what I was hoping for. And again, the hopes that I had up for it were probably, that's probably on me. I'm not like saying like, <laughs> oh, they, they should have said it was like, you know, but you know, we still hold some hope that another Yoshi's Island will be, will be coming. That's why I bought it. <laughs> Uh, so I probably am probably like half three quarters of the way through that. I I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it. Um, it does suck that I paid sixty bucks for it. Though. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to giving it a shot. Right. Trying it out. I would not I, at sixty yeah. bucks. I, I, <laughs> not at that price. That's day. what I would say. Is like, <laughs> I'm not saying this isn't for anyone. Like, if this sounds interesting to you, you know, beautiful, fun, charming platformer where like you know low stress kind of thing. Yeah. Wait until it's cheaper. Yeah, if it ever gets which cheaper. which is tough. Nintendo yeah. barely ever goes cheap. I know Nintendo first party Nintendo games they never really. Yeah, lower. it'll but, go to like forty five bucks, and that's that's about as low as it goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, Shell, let's talk about one of these games that you've been playing. So I want to talk about Gravity Rush Two first. Okay. Um, so, I think you had mentioned that you were like dabbling with it. I yeah, I had first started it. I think last time and mm. or I had just gotten it and I loved Gravity Rush on Vita mm. and um because I remember I remember first playing Gravity Rush on Vita and I was like this this is using this system for what its <clears throat> intended purposes mm-hmm. are you know like to be like that and it was it was super hard to control at first but then once I finally got it I enjoyed it and the story was okay you know like it yeah. was it was there there was a story to There's follow some interesting stuff in it yeah yeah and then they brought so they brought uh, Gravity Rush to PS4. I didn't remember anything about the story from the first one. I was hoping for a little recap. They Nothing. sort of do it, you know, like yeah. as as you play through it, they talk about all the stuff in the past. So you okay. you catch back up on it. 
Um, the controls are way easier to handle with the controller instead of the Vita. My only gripe was that, and there's probably a way to turn it off, but they use like the six axis kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, the gyroscope. so when you're, yeah, when you're flying through the air, if you move the controller, the camera moves, which oh. becomes super annoying during combat, you know, right. like it's, it's kind of cool when you're just flying from one spot to the other and you right. just like, don't have to move the camera. You could just kind of move your hands. But when you're in combat trying to fight and it's like. So was it, it always was so annoying? Was it always just the camera controls on the gyroscope, even on the Vita? Or I was don't it... remember. That's the problem. I I, I think it was because I remember having a hard time playing it because like because you're looking that, at right? the screen and moving it. Yeah. So it probably so was weird. that way. So they tried to bring that back with the controller. Well, it makes more sense with the controller because you're looking at a, sta- a static screen. Yeah. Even if you're moving the controller, you yeah. know what I mean. Like you're not trying to like keep your eye like <laughs> getting dizzy looking around the room. Because it was like, and it was only when you were flying, you know. So that was my only gripe with that, and I'm sure like i said i looked for a way to turn it off i couldn't find it right but whatever i got through the whole game anyway so i did beat it 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 really picked up in the second half of the game like yeah. in the in the beginning i was like okay well i'm kind of slogging through this mm-hmm. right now um but they bring in some very interesting characters you obviously play as cat again mm-hmm. and um then you get thrown into these different worlds mm-hmm. and that's where it starts getting a little bit better and then you get into the second world and it's it really open world like it's just these floating islands and you could just travel like one could be you can't even see it. And if you fly, if you just drop off an island and go down through the ground, you find this giant, a whole bunch of islands of the slum world and stuff. Oh, like, really? So the exp- uh, the exploration of the game really, really opens up. But you can't really do anything on these islands unless there's a prompt for a person or something. That's okay. the downside. It's like yeah. th- there's not true exploration. But but like I said, I had a really good time with the game. The bosses towards the end of the game were great. You know, mm-hmm. like actually really fun to fight instead of just doing the Nevi stuff or Nevi, whatever they're called, the, mm-hmm. the enemy bosses. But um, it was super cheap. W- was the story interesting? The story was pretty interesting, but like I said, not so much in the beginning. Like towards the end, it picked up. Okay. A lot. Uh, a lot more characters to yeah. follow. A lot of characters that you knew from the first game and stuff like that. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Nice. I, I've definitely heard people speak pretty highly of Gravity Rush 2, especially compared to the original. Yeah. Kind of like... Hey, you know, the original is a cool game. It was cool on Vita. You know, it's a reason, you know, you're right. Everyone, everyone kind of loves a game that's like, hey, we're going to actually use the hardware for exactly. what it was intended right. to. Because you know, what I, was the other game that really used it? Little I talk about Tearaway. Tearaway. Oh, Tearaway was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the one for me. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gravity Rush was like a interesting proof of concept. And then everyone was like wow give this a try it's it's a slow starter from what i heard and yeah then for sure really jumps 100 a slow starter but it was it's good cool. and i heard they have plans for a, a third one <clears throat> oh really someday nice i like that yeah uh all right so that was gravity rush 2 you're playing that on ps4 right yeah i i did i, I beat it i completed it nice yeah um i'll talk about another game that i have some uh conflicted feelings on Ooh. A game called pathway so Pathway sounds like a game that I, I remember this. What was will why do I love? This? And this is why I'm so upset by it. Mm-hmm. The the basic pitch is FTL style, uh, like node. This type of thing is so hard to explain because it's only in a couple of games that I've played. It's in FTL. It's in uh. Oh god, what the what's the card game that I fucking love that like I can't the think of for guys some reason? Made? No, no. Um it, it came out in early access last year and it finally released this year. The card dungeon crawling 
damn it, I can't think of it. Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire, right, right. So you and Ralph were talking about that. Like, I yeah. love Slay the Spire, and I'm sorry I forgot your name. <laughs> uh, but basically, Slay the Spire and FTL have this thing, right, where it's nodes with lines attaching. So they're like different paths, right? And the nodes, whenever you go to a new node, an event happens, right? So it might be a battle. It might be a random world event it might be like a merchant you know like basically that's the whole conceit of ftl and then slate aspire obviously you borrowed from that and, and made a similar thing yeah but pathway does that as well so it's ftl style traversing the world and it's xcom style turn-based combat, turn -based combat. Mm. It's two things i love very yeah. much <laughs> so this is an rpg yeah. yeah so then on top of that it's indiana jones is so it? I'm like, hmm, oh, oh, yeah. Like, That's this sounds cool. great. Like, they're basically stealing, you know, it, it looks like Indiana Jones. They, they make jokes about Indiana Jones, like, whatever. So I'm like, okay, you checked enough of my boxes where I could pay your 10 bucks or whatever it is and, and play it. <laughs> Take my uh, money. The problem is, I don't think it does any of those things well. Oh, and it's so upsetting. It's so unfortunate. It's so upsetting because the FTL, like, the whole, the whole reason FTL is such an amazing experience is because. It, it's constantly surprising you with a large number of things that you can basically, that could happen. Yeah. So like you go to a node and it's like, holy shit, there's a new species of, of alien I've never seen before that's that's like attacking me or whatever. Or it's like, holy shit, like there's this place where there's solar rays that are, that are you know, hitting your ship or whatever. And it's like, you're just constantly being surprised by what's going on. And in Pathway, it's like most of the, most of these nodes are like, Hey, you know, there used to be some old relics here. Now they're buried in sand and, and nothing happened. Like, it's really, and I gave it, I, <laughs> I actually put in like two hours and two, yeah. three hours in this game because I was like, I need to make sure I'm not, I'm not just giving a short shrift after playing my first two, my first two, like, you know, runs. Yeah. Cause it's a run based game where it's like, you know, every, every node you travel, you know, this is the FDL thing. Every node you travel, you use one unit of gas, right? Okay. If you run out of gas, you have to start walking. And if you start walking, every time you move to a new node, you lose a percentage of your health. Uh, so it's like, you know, you can't be walking through the desert through this whole thing. Yeah, for the whole game. Um, Is this a Steam game? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing it on PC. I think yeah. it's actually on a lot of... I should look Consoles. it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... I just wish... Like, it's a game I wanted to love so bad. Just by looking at it, by hearing what it is, the first time I booted it up, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. This is great. And it's just not a good game. And it makes me really sad to say that because... It, do, do you think the hype for stuff like that makes you play it a little bit longer than you normally would? Yeah, but it's not even it's not even hype from other people. It's more, no, it was yeah. like self... Yeah, yeah self -hype. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I'll like... I'll like like, come on I, I, this is my kind of game <laughs> yeah. keep going and like fuck it's just not man it is just not That's uh funny. so it is actually only on pc right now okay um, it'll probably go to switch yeah, or something like that it looks like it. right now um <clears throat> but the thing what i want to say is instead of just saying hey th this game doesn't do anything well i'll explain why so ftl i told you the ftl style node based uh traversing the the yeah. world is just not interesting enough. Mm -hmm. And then the, the turn-based tactical stuff. The XCOM. It just has no depth. Uh -huh. And it has no... 
Like there are a limited amount of abilities. There are. It, so every battle kind of seems the same. It's just very basic yeah. in this way where it's like, hey, you know, flank this guy's cover, shoot him. It'll tell you your percentage to hit. It'll tell you your damage range. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a I'm not I'm not really articulating it well, but it's just a boring version of a of a thing I like, and because I like it so much, I know the good ones versus the bad ones. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I I can tell you pathway. It just the 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 turn based combat is just not good, and that's for a game that's trying. It's literally doing okay. What if it's FTL meets XCOM with Indiana Jones? Okay, so maybe some of the writing is good, but that's not enough for this. I, I have to say, like, just hearing that combination sounds so awesome. Yeah, so it, it is upsetting to hear that this game is not that great. It's very upsetting. <laughs> but anyway, that's Pathway. Um, don't I won't be returning to that. I, I gave it its due, and ah, I'm not pleased. It. I'd actually, you know what? Uh, piggybacking off that, yeah. I want to talk about a game that borrows as well. So I've been playing. I, I checked out my PlayStation Plus and. The two games this month are Conan Exiles and The Surge. Yes. So The Surge, I saw. Do you know this game? Mm-hmm. Have you played? Yeah. Yeah. So The Surge is um, basically a sci-fi, post-apocalyptic Dark Souls clone. Yeah. Like, essentially, that's what yes, it is, you know? Yes, that is what it is. So um, I started playing it, and I didn't realize it was a Dark Souls clone when I first started playing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, this is exactly... And like I said, I only dabbled in Dark Souls, but playing okay. Sekiro, I'm like, all right, they're, they're, this is exactly what Dark Souls yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm liking it so far. I really do enjoy it. I don't think it has that charm that like ropes you into it yeah. too much. It's kind of just like the, the guy you play is kind of like a weird guy the or whatever. Only, yeah. I think the opening is really interesting because it's like horrifying. Yeah. Don't they like, you know, do eyeball stuff? Yeah. They like, yeah. Ri- like the, he's supposed to be sedated and he's not. And like, yeah, he's yeah, just, he feels everything that happens yeah, to yeah. him. And then as you start meeting other characters, and hearing like audible things like it's the same thing people are like i wasn't sedated and i, I still feel the ringing like going into my head and i'm like jesus yeah. uh so the whole thing is he's like modified right yeah well when you first meet the character he's in a wheelchair which yeah. i do a, a good job of hiding in the beginning because you think you're just sitting down and then yep. you go to get up and walk and you're in a wheelchair and um and then you basically have like elysium uh, mm-hmm. the movie elysium yeah, with matt damon like you have that metal structure exosuit yeah, exoskeleton sort of thing or um thing. even that other one lives Free, die, whatever. Oh, the live, die, Tom, repeat. Yeah, live, die, repeat. Oh, what a movie. Um, great book. Uh, <laughs> but what's it called? So, yeah, so that's why I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. I can get into this. Then you have no idea what happens. The apocalypse just happens, mm-hmm. and then you're just going along. But it's interesting. There's a lot of elements to it, so I'm still learning the game at the same time. Yeah. I think one thing I really do like about it is that if you're looking at an enemy, um, you can target almost in a fallout sort of way. Yes, you can target like a specific yes. um, aspect of them. So either the body, either leg, either arm, or the head. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have a protective shield over that, you can attack that area and kill them quicker. Yes. However, say they have an, uh, a weapon in their right arm that you want. You don't have that weapon. You can attack the right arm. It'll take a little bit longer to kill them because they might have it with armor on it. But then you, as a finishing move, chop that arm off and can and get take weapon. that weapon. Yeah. That's a cool. I love, that's cool. But that's what I'm saying. Like this game, it is a, it is a Souls clone, but it does some really cool stuff. Yeah, like I, it adds a little extra. I didn't play enough of it. I played yeah. like two hours, and I was like, oh, I really like it, but yeah. I never. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe yeah. something came out that I was playing. Uh, probably because yeah. I'm kind of I'm hooked right now. Like the beginning was tough for me. Yeah. 
because you go out and almost like collecting the souls and stuff yeah. like that, like recollecting. Yep. Once you die, you have to go get your tech mm -hmm. um, so that you can get schematics and build new parts for yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's like they throw a lot at you in the beginning, but if you uh, have played those games before, you kind of know what you're doing. Right. Um, and I, I collected all these souls, went through this really tough part, and I'm like, yes, let me just get back to the save point and like going through. And then a big boss through an area that I've been before a big boss pops up and you can't get out of it. And I'm like, you <laughs> mother fucker. Um, so I died obviously right away. And then I had to figure out because you have two and a half minutes to sprint back there and get your right. stuff or you I lose forgot. all that tech. I forgot about that. However, if you do beat like little enemies along the way, it ups your, it, time. It ups yeah. your time a little yeah. bit. Basically you just get the time back that you spent defeating that little enemy. So I'm like, I can't even prepare for this guy because I have to run right to the boss and just figure out how to beat him because I have to keep collecting my shit. That's souls, man. Oh, it was so rough. And the funny thing is, in those games, I know you haven't played much of them, but there's yeah. kind of a thing that's like when you're in a loop of just get running back, getting your stuff dying, running back, getting your stuff dying on the same spot, and the, the your pot is just getting bigger and bigger yeah. because you keep killing people on the way in. Yeah. And then when you lose it, you're so mad for about a second, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm free." <laughs> like you feel like you're like, "Oh, I don't have to keep running back there." Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like weightlifting. There's something so oh. it is such a weird thing because you would never think that you would want to lose all lose of that. It, yeah. But once you do, it's like ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've been playing this. I like I said, I've only played a couple of hours. I'm in the second area, okay. so like you're basically trying to once you. I mean, I've only been one giant boss. And once you beat them, you get on a monorail, you go to the second area, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, so that's where I'm at now. It gets pretty friggin' scary. You yeah. know, like, you're going through it. It's kind of like a horror game. Right? Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you hear, like, these guys screaming, and you're mm -hmm. just like, where, where the fuck's he coming mm -hmm. from? <laughs> you know, like, Jesus. But um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's free on PlayStation Plus right yeah, now. That's so. awesome. Get that. Um, um, I, one thing I wanted to ask, so, because I didn't play that much, I forget, are there, like bosses like dark souls bosses oh yeah 100 percent. like, like big bosses with giant health yep giant enemy bosses and that's another thing you get these little like unique totally unique things yeah 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 you get these little what's it called um i forgot what they're called but you get little slots to add you find stuff out there that's like um we'll give you a thing so seeing an enemy's health you yeah. don't always see it unless you put in the thing to right. have to see it's it, just you like know? a mod it's like a mod yeah. that you pop on and but like another mod could be have an extra vial or it's called an injection which is basically your right. your flask or right. whatever to get more health um you could have more energy which you can use energy towards doing stuff i just got in the second area a drone that's attached to my back really? so the drone you could shoot the drone off at a guy so while you're attacking him the drone will shoot down at him and stuff and then you can obviously add mods that'll make the drone better. And Man, yada, yada. you're selling me on this hard. It's, dude, I gotta it's get cool. back to this game. Because you know what? Like, I really, I like the Dark Souls came aesthetic. Came out two years ago, three years ago, something like that. I think so, yeah. And it's like, I I heard it was pretty good, you yeah. know? And I I'm much more into sci-fi than most other mm -hmm. games, you know? So I was totally sold right away. And I was like, well, let me try it, you know? Nice. Um, so it's cool. I recommend uh, giving it a shot again. Cool. So that was The Surge. You were playing it on PS4. I am playing it on PS4. I'm sure. I think it's on Xbox too. Probably. Yeah, I think it's yeah. on everything. Just yeah. you know, if you have PlayStation Plus, uh, go, yeah, out, go out there yeah. and grab it. <laughs> cool. Think... Um, I still have a shitload of games to talk about. <laughs> uh, I will bring up uh, a game that I actually think is really really cool. Uh, it's called Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. 
Tabs. Tabs. I've seen this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've so, seen funny videos yeah. of this. So Tony Hack and Battle, <laughs> Battle Simulator is so it just came out in early access a couple weeks ago. Um it is just such a such a like ridiculous idea where it's just like, okay, there are two sides. It's like red and blue, right? It's red <laughs> versus blue. Not Halo. On one side, <laughs> on one side, uh, the AI has set up a group of enemies, and then you basically have a set amount of money to spend on your army. Okay. And you drop down guys, and then you press play, and they fight each other, and whoever wins, wins. You have no direct control over units or anything. And they're just like ragdoll. Yeah, so it's like a goofy-ass, uh, like cartoonish art style. Everyone has like googly eyes. and like <laughs> So when they're like, and it's all physics-based, so it's like oh, okay. they're like swinging a big hammer. They'll like fall to the ground because the swing <laughs> was too hard if they miss. Like it's... It's such a funny, funny game. And there just aren't a lot of funny games out there. Yeah. So to see something like this, it is just awesome. Uh, it, it, but an example, a perfect example. So it's like, okay, there's this group. It's like 50 different, it's like 50 like peasants pretty much, like small little guys. Okay. And you have like a certain amount of money. So it's like, all right, I'll try to put like five big guys and see if they could take them. And the peasants just like overrun them, like, you know, stab them, kill all your guys. Yeah. Like, hmm, all right, maybe I'll try to match them. I'll put down 30 little guys, and they get crushed, too. And it's like, shit, what do I do? You put out a mammoth, because that's one of your options to put out. <laughs> and it's this big mammoth just runs and, like, bowls over all these peasants. <laughs> they go flying through the air. Is it, it, is is it like so a campaign? Funny. Is it? Yeah, so th th I should have mentioned, there, there's basically two modes. It's like a, it's like a campaign mode. And or a free play. A free or something. play, yeah, yeah. sandbox, whatever. Free play, you can basically just set up ridiculous battles you know hundreds versus hundreds and just let them play it out um but in the campaigns it's like it kind of takes you through a progression where like you start out with just like cavemen type enemies yeah. or cavemen type people you can use and then it moves up to like i think the second one is like farmers and then the third one is like knights and then this the fourth one is like, like vikings a, there was like a computer game that was old like that where it was just one side versus the other and you you would start off as caveman and eventually be like sci-fi robot people, but hmm. you had to keep building up. It was like a, like a, what's it called? Uh, like mini clips. Remember that oh, old okay. website and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that? Like a super yeah. old nothing game. Right. But huh. this seems super interesting. It's so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love, it is just such a, like, I can't really say it's, it's like an amazing game, but it's yeah. like, it's just so much fun, fun to play. And yeah, like yeah. so ridiculous. Like it's fucking awesome. And, and I'm telling you like, when it takes you through the progression of, of like campaigns, it starts you out with like, all right, you only have 300 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like points and each one, each unit has like a certain amount of costs. Right. Yeah. And then when it gets you near the end of that, you know, caveman campaign or whatever, you have a bunch to play with. So you can really try out different stuff. And it's, it's fun to like, it, it's, it's like a puzzle game kind of yeah. where it's like, you know, you basically, just figure out where you know what beats what and let yep. me try this out and and the results are always fun you know even if you like <laughs> fail miserably it's like wow that was ridiculous <laughs> there are these things called harvesters and they're basically just guys with huge scythes and there's one just level sweeping legs yeah, out well there's one level where it's like they're so they're tall too so they're like swinging at heads so they it's one level where there's like 15 harvesters you're against. And I tried the thing. All right, let me put out a hundred like little guys. Yeah. 
and they were just getting like mowed, <laughs> mowed down <laughs> by these sighs and it's just so funny to see them like getting crushed like flying through the Googly air eyes going flying uh, everywhere. it's so so silly it's really just a silly silly game and it's yeah. awesome it's like perfect <laughs> for that but that's great yeah so that's called totally accurate battle simulator it's only on steam right now i believe um it's in early access i should check the price let me check the price quick yeah um but yeah it's you can definitely have a ton of fun with this game i, I did i i haven't played it but i saw some videos of people playing it. i'm like that looks awesome it's fucking <laughs> awesome uh, it's 15 bucks on Steam. 15. I think it's definitely worth the, the ridiculous fun. Yeah. Uh, but I reminded myself of a game that you were playing that you didn't put on the list when I said it's kind of like a puzzle game. Uh-huh. You've been playing The Witness, haven't you? Oh, I have been playing The Witness. Yeah. yeah I'm stuck, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think my problem. I, I don't even remember. You might have barely talked about it or not even brought it up on the last episode because you might not have been playing it yet. But... I, I think I was playing something else at the last time. Yeah. Um. Well, we did the Zelda thing last time too, and then the yeah, previous I mean, before, one. I yeah. think I, I talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I have been playing The Witness, and um, I mean, I've been playing a couple of other things, so I haven't mm-hmm. been dabbling in it as much as I should. But it's yeah, I got stuck at this one part, and I'm just like couldn't figure it out. Are and, you at a point where you you don't have any other areas to go to? No, I can. It's um, I'm just trying to figure out the rest of the town area, and I'm stuck on some of the like the tetris shapes that you have to do yeah so that's where i'm at right the now. the town is basically it takes like all the elements from elements, everything yeah. yeah yeah um because i did them in the swamp area yeah or kind of like a swamp i don't know it's, it's like, like yeah yeah purple goo yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i did them in that area but i'm stuck at the town area one and then okay. i did climb the mountain and i saw like the stuff up top and i think i have one more light to go mm-hmm. so i was just like grinding in the town area trying yeah. to finish it up yeah. um i've been traveling around in the boat to different areas that mm-hmm. I have, but, but most of the parts I've been to already, like just having traveled the island. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. You keep attacking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it can definitely be tough. Oh when yeah. You're, when you're well, it's one of those things. Like if you sleep on it and come back and you're like, Oh, it's so obvious. You know, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so, so many times that's the case. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the witness, I mean, you know, it's basically just line puzzles, the game, but yeah. then they, they make some really interesting yeah. stuff. And I, I like that they give you the progressions and stuff like that. Like the first time, actually, it sucked because I hit the town. <laughs> hit the town. I was night out on the <laughs> out town. On the town. No. <laughs> I hit the town area and started doing the the Tetris block ones before I did the like the before I figured out what they were. Like mm-hmm. I, I hadn't found the progression to it in the swamp area yet. Um, so I did it first, and I was like. I have no idea what I'm doing mm-hmm. here. Like, I don't understand this at all. Mm-hmm. And then I found the swamp area, figured it out, and I'm still stuck in the town. So <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. understand how much that says. Yeah. But uh, still, yeah. That's a yeah. good... So when I played it, I kind of played, like, f- furiously and only oh, played yeah. that. And it's <laughs> that's not the best way to play it. The best way to play it is what you're doing. Play yeah. some other games, hop back in, play a few puzzles. Yeah go back to something because it does it like frustrates you as you're sitting there on one puzzle for like 15 20 minutes and you're like why can i not figure this out Mm -hmm. you know and it drives you nuts oh yeah it definitely will but yeah no i i will have an update for you next time Mm because i'm definitely going back to it (laughs) uh so that's the witness uh i still have a yeah i still have a bunch of games here i'll (laughs) I'll jump in and say so i had the opportunity uh to play uh a closed beta of an upcoming Double yeah. Fine game called Rad. Um, I talked about Rad after the Nindy Showcase. Uh-huh. Um, I was really looking forward to it, and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to get into the closed beta. 
and I've been playing it a bunch. I I played probably like three hours or so. Yeah. Um, I really like this game. Um, I mean, I know you, Dan, and I were all very yeah like so excited about it right off the bat. You know, this is a closed beta. They're still working on stuff. Yeah. So you know, I'm this is certainly not like final impressions, final thoughts, anything like that. It's just a you know, this game doesn't come out till June. So right. You know, we have some. They have some time to to do some things. Um, but basically, uh, what I will say is the art style and style itself and music and super cool. Oh my god! It reminded me of so Bastion good. the first time I saw it. So it's a lot like Bastion, yeah. but it's like '80s neon, like yeah. it's just awesome, awesome <laughs> style. I love it. It's like acid punk. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so good. And your power ups are like mutant things and stuff yeah, like that. So that's that's where the game gets interesting. Is it? It's a top-down roguelike, so it's it's very similar gameplay style to Bastion, uh-huh. but it's not a linear story progression. It's a run-based game. Oh, okay. So it's like you go in with one guy, your first level up, like there's an experience bar at the top. As you kill enemies or find you know certain things, you you get experience. Um, and I think it's not called experience; it's called rads because you're like getting irradiated. Oh, <laughs> by killing these guys, That's cool. and it levels you up. Like <laughs> when you become too, when you get too much radiation, slowly become the fly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the first level up you get is like your first random ability. Okay. So that happens pretty quick, usually in the first level, second level, whatever. Um, but once you do, it'll be something like, oh, you have this huge arm that you can throw out like a boomerang. And it'll shoot out and come back to you. So you use it's it's like a dual joystick game almost. Okay. Uh, but norm like normally it's just melee with a bat. Yeah. But as you get these upgrades, you get different abilities. So I mentioned the boomerang arm. Um, you get this little guy that sits on your back that you can throw out as a turret, or <laughs> he'll just shoot off your back every once in a while. If right. you're if you're like, it, but the funny thing is like, there are interesting combat implications to this game because. The turret guy on your back will shoot if you have your back to an enemy, but if you're facing him, he won't shoot. He won't with you. shoot. Yeah, so that's why that's you can. Th- cool, that's though, why you yeah. can throw him on the ground because then he could shoot all directions. So you know, the guy's got your back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's also one that I had that like you know made you really fast. Um, there's one that makes you. It, it, it's just a. It's a really well designed roguelike. It has everything you expect. Yeah. It has merchants that you can find randomly in levels. You can buy upgrades. You can buy, you know, health item. Enemies will drop health items. Um, you'll find chests in the world that require, like, floppy disks to open. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's 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 doing what it wants to do really well. My one complaint so far is that I think the combat with just the bat is bland okay so if you don't get a combat mechanic as your first upgrade it can be a bit of a slog to get to level two to get your second upgrade and hope that you get a different combat what what are your other options instead of combat abilities so there's a bunch there's yeah uh you can get wings that allow you to like hover okay you can get uh like i said something that makes you run faster something that makes you immune to fire damage you know like there's a bunch of stuff that's just passive abilities yeah yeah yeah. but that's why i'm saying the just it's like very hack and slashy without any of the abilities but once you get some of these abilities and you get 
you can start messing around yeah. with them is really really cool um i haven't gotten super far i've gotten to like world two the end of world two something like that but it has it's kind of like spelunky where it's like it's run based but you know okay i did one one i did one two next is two one okay world two yeah, dash yeah, yeah, one yeah. you know so it's like you you're not you're not kind of jumping around or yeah. anything it's just you know it'll, it'll bring you through but at the end basically you're you're trying to like similar to the witness actually you find these little totems that you activate that like shoot out a beam of light at huh. at the exit way to your little level so you can follow that when you get all the beams the door opens up you go through it's doing some cool stuff with like it's a wasteland above ground like you've seen but when you go into these exit areas there's like an underground like sci-fi looking bunker and that you usually fight a boss at the end of the level that's underground okay you also find other areas that are like little hidden underground areas um throughout each world yeah like you know they really they do some really cool stuff i haven't seen anything that's like really been surprising or blown me away which you know for me in roguelikes it's nice to be like oh wow what the hell is that you know what i mean (laughs) i haven't really seen that this is kind of a by the numbers so far but it's really really solid and like i said all the stylistic trappings really add a lot to this game because i think without that it might just be kind of a you know i remember it being super aesthetically pleasing as we were watching it at the indies (laughs) but yeah even like every time you hit pause there's like a voice that goes pause really yeah like it's just (laughs) and he does it in like different inflections and stuff it's cool (laughs) (laughs) it's just shit like that like well, if, you know, tell me if you heard this before. A double fine game is charming and well written. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that. That Nailed is it. what they do. It was the last double fine we uh, Gang Beast when we played that. We were having a hell of a time. Yeah. <laughs> that game. That game is, I think, published by Double Fine. I think oh, well, well. a studio called Meatbone makes that game. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, any anything you look back on, I mean, Psychonauts. This is what they do. Yeah, they make games that are funny and charming and and you know nice to look at. So. Yeah, Rad is looking like it's going to be a really, really fun game. I'm um, excited. So look for it. Uh, end of June, I believe. Um, if I get any... I, I might be done with it for now because I did my... I checked it out. Yeah, I was yeah. happy I got to see it early. I don't want to spoil it for myself. Yeah, for, no, of course. Know, is so. it, it's pretty polished for the most it part. It seems like it's kind of like the finished game and they're just fixing bugs. Okay. That's All what right. it seems like from yeah. what I'm playing it, so... Um, that's good. You know, yeah, like I mean, not playing a super buggy. Mode no, or anything. I, I've had yeah. one crash, you know, but other than that, nothing, nothing really to write home about. Cool. So it's it's been great. Um, so that's rad. I've been playing the closed beta. Um, <clears throat> I'll talk about another beta that I've been playing. Oh yeah, please. The Dreams Creator Beta. Oh yeah, that came out. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to go get it then. Uh, it's thirty bucks on PS4. Okay. And I think it gets you the full game when the game comes out fully. Okay, all right. So it's it's called the creator beta, but you can still play everyone else's creations. Oh, like, okay, all right. I don't know what it's missing. <laughs> Is there a story? That might be what it, maybe that yeah, is missing. It might just know, be like... without the story mode, and maybe you'll have to upgrade it and pay an extra thirty bucks when the, when the full game comes even, out. Because even even a. Little Big Planet had the story mode too yeah. that you could play so through. I'm so maybe that's I'm it. I'm figuring that's really what this is, but this is like so first of all 
how are your creations doing? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about this game <laughs> in a lot of detail because it's amazing and I can't stop thinking about it. It's, yeah. it's such a ridiculous thing they've made and I love it. So basically what I did was right when I jumped in, I was like, all right, let me just check out some of the stuff that people yeah. made, right? And it's just so – there's the things that people have made are so wildly different from each other in a way that you never saw in A Little Big Planet uh-huh. because you're able to make – you know, it, it, for those of you that don't know, this is Little Big Planet in 3D, right? Yeah. So it's like instead of side scrolling, instead of a side, you know, everything you're doing in Little Big Planet had to be a side scrolling thing. Yep. Or you can like mess with it a little bit, but it was very limited. This is kind of like, hey, here are our creator tools. You can do anything you want. Like that's that's the promise of this game. And that's I've seen some so crazy awesome. stuff. That's what I'm saying. I've seen some wild, wild stuff. Someone like remade the uh, Kakariko Village, like oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Someone remade PT in a way that it really looks like PT for real. Yeah, oh, man. That and is... but that's what I'm saying is like this game is so freaking exciting. It is so exciting <laughs> because just seeing so basically they brought stuff in from their closed beta. Okay. Now this is the open beta. Yeah, yeah. So everything that's already in there, because I played it day one and was like, oh, there's a lot of shit in here, and I looked it up, and it's like, oh, this is all the stuff from the closed beta. All right. Um, but the fact that all this stuff that's already out there, like, there was a really cool, um, like basically little cartoon, because you can make like movies and stuff in yeah. this, and it's just like, and you could just sit there and watch and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. It's just. So, just going in and trying out. All right, let me see all the top rated stuff or whatever. Was incredible to see all the all the variety. But then you start to look at the creator tools that they have. So they they have really expansive tutorials mm-hmm. on everything from like, okay, here's how you navigate the creator world because the 3D space and navigation is obviously a challenge. Yeah. So they're like, all right, here's how you do it. You use both sticks. You can grab onto something and zoom to it. It's like a bunch of, you know, it's a really good suite of tools. And it's like, okay, now let's talk about, um, you know, making blocks bigger and changing their shape and whatever else. Like, so it's kind of taking you through slowly. And then it's like, all right, let's talk about like AI logic <laughs> because you're making games. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so it's like, they let you basically you you can make a character in the game you can sculpt him from scratch if you want or you can take like an existing template that they'll give you yeah. i saw like i think this template i saw was like a skinny yes tall looks, looks like a dummy looks like a yeah like a practice target dummy you would yep, get with yep, a sword, yep, right? yep. so say you take one of those guys right you then can program the ai like say okay start animation now take control of him walk him somewhere like full yeah you're playing the game yeah and then hit stop animation and then you can hit like okay he does this when you hit this zone so then you're like okay i'll choose the player character walk him over there and then the guy will just do his little animation and come back and it's like it's just so in-depth with like what you're able to they just want you to mess around with everything yeah. in this game like you can tweak the the gravity of like you know how heavy his limbs are so how it feels to walk if it's like loosey-goosey or if it's like you want him to feel like deliberate yeah it does, you know that's cool moon levels low yeah, gravity exactly <laughs> but 
the coolest part about this game is that you can basically borrow from anybody's creation out there if they allow it to be public and then they are in the credits of your game so like if you're like hey i i have a really good idea and i'm good at designing games but i can't draw worth a shit i can't make these characters yeah you can like look at other people's characters and say oh this person fits right in with what i want to do oh i'll take this person oh this guy made a t-rex that's really cool let me take him and put him in my game and then at the end of the game when the person plays the game it'll have a whole breakdown of like, okay, this was made Who by this person, this was made by this person, contributors, and then they can then click on that and then download it them. themselves wow. and then put it in their game. You know what I'm saying? Like the, it, But it's everything because they have a music <laughs> I was going to say music is going to be the biggest one because people, people don't make their own music for the most part. You'd have so to go to somebody who does these that. These people yeah. are musicians and they're actually making like real music in this game and then you're able to just say, hey, music by this person and use their whole track. You know what I'm saying? Like that the, is the awesome. possibilities of that is like so, so exciting. Like the yeah. fact that you're actually like figuring out, sharing content with each other, like everyone's because you can be like, hey, I don't I don't make levels. I, I just you know make yeah i can create yeah. a character but level i'm great at creating characters yeah, yeah, yeah so that's what i'm gonna focus or dialogue, on dialogue you know like people i'm a great writer yeah i'm gonna write the dialogue Dude, for this, this is, game like this sounds awesome it is so fucking cool and the fact that you know you can record audio samples into the game via microphone oh yeah, yeah. so you can like fully voice act all the characters in the game you can like i'm telling you the possibilities of this thing are outrageous That's like cool. i <laughs> i have only dabbled in this and i am so in love with it and like, we were is, super excited to begin with so i'm glad uh, it's checking off it those boxes so, for us at the moment so, oh, man so now you get me cool. so excited i got, didn't really, know the beta came out yeah, i have to go play it, it just now. came out this past tuesday and it is so fucking good it is so good and those tutorials are amazing and i'm telling you they take you through and show you all this crazy crazy stuff where it's yeah. like you know they have the classic little big planet stuff where it's like you know bolts and hinges and whatever yeah, so yeah. like you're making actual stuff like that but then it's also like here's how you program this here's how you program health oh and like how much damage everything does you can change it's bonkers and oh, that's I, so exciting i am so happy that they did such a good job with it i what i love about things like this obviously only playing having uh the three little big planet games mm -hmm. four if you want to count the carts it's like a naughty dog <laughs> style <laughs> but um is that there's everybody always has these endless possibilities of like oh i love this game but what if this had happened in that game and now like you can just go and do that you you want to something in your favorite game but you want to change a little thing about it or add a little extra story to mm -hmm. it of your own like you can just go and do that and it's going to look great uh -huh. <laughs> you know and and i will say like they just really really help make like it's very intuitive i'm using a dual shock you can use move controllers if yeah. you want yeah just with the dual shock like once you get your sea legs in the creator thing, like it is very intuitive and it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it's, which is good. Cause that, I feel like this could be something that's super confusing. Yes. So if they're nailing that, that's a great, they are thing. nailing it. And the thing that is, you know, people are going to get in the weeds with is all these different, like, if you think about it, like 
because you can change all the camera angles, because you can change animations, because you can do, you have shit all over your level if you're like making a fully formed yeah. level. So like to the layman, it's gonna be overwhelming. But I can totally see myself going in there and like taking the time to learn it yeah. and try it and whatever. And I'm telling you, because I'm not a like artistic person, like knowing that I can be like, hey, from, yeah. this is really cool. This is that like I, I feel confident that I can make a level because I can't draw worth a shit. I couldn't sculpt a character I want. Like no <laughs> way. But I, you know, maybe I have an idea for a game and I can write it and I can do this and that. And it's just the promise of that is is so incredible that it, it just it gets me really excited yeah. just talking about it like it is so fucking awesome oh, man i'm super excited for yeah. that now so that's the, it's called the creator beta I, I i don't know why like you're still playing all the levels it's not like it's just the creator suite like yeah. that's what you would think but it's not so maybe they are just hiding a story mode i think they like might that. just that be, must be it. working on the story mode still yeah so that is the dreams creator beta uh, I know you've been playing <laughs> one more game here, Shell. I have. About. I as I think I've said before, I'm always looking, if I'm playing like uh, bigger console games, I'm always looking for a Switch game to be playing at the same time um, that I could just pick up and put down. And I missed out on playing Super Meat Boy when it came out, however many years ago. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Um, and off playing Celeste last year and, and games like that, I'm like, all right, I got to play Super Meat Boy. Let me go back. I think it was like 10 bucks or something on Switch. It's awesome. This it's game so is so good. freaking yeah, good it's so and good. punishing, but it's incredible. You know, I'm at a, I'm actually on the last level, the last boss of the last level where you're fighting the fetus guy. <laughs> like it's, it's so hard, yep. <laughs> but uh, there were so many levels where I was like, this is so hard. I'm never going to beat this. And then I just put it down, picked it up the next day and beat it, you know? So uh -huh. I'll get there, but what an incredible game. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a, per like amazing platformer oh, i love, absolutely love that funny game. it has comedy to it you know like it's just i don't know if i ever told you a story but when i got my defibrillator put in mm -hmm. when i came home from the hospital i was on like crazy painkillers and i sat down i remember this so i got home and i was like ah you know starting oh, to feel loopy, the pain time yeah. no well, it was time to take one right yeah I was like all right i'm sitting i'm like perfect i'll take a painkiller i'll be out of it but i'll just play super meat boy it was the year it came out yeah so I like turn on, I'm on the couch and I'm playing and I look at the clock and it's like, you know, 1230 or something. I'm like, all right, I'm playing. I look down, it feels like five seconds later and it's 630 at night. Oh my <laughs> and I was like, what happened? <laughs> I got like so like emotional because I was like, <laughs> like so confused. I was like, where am I? <laughs> but it was just like, I was in the zone or something about, I was playing Super Meat Boy and it was so in the zone that I had no idea I've been playing for six hours. <laughs> oh, that's a great uh, story. Yeah. That's so funny. I'll never forget it. <laughs> uh, but what are you playing? You're playing it on Switch, you said? I'm playing it on Switch, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's great, you know. I've been playing it handheld for the most part. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I love at the end, like once you finally beat it and you could watch all, oh, all of yeah. your deaths at so the same good. time. Like, that's so funny. And that Such game, you know, every, everyone says it. This isn't a fucking new take, but everyone says it because it's a good thing. That fast restart, that instant restart. Oh yeah. Without that, it's this the, game, the game wouldn't be oh, half the game. It a is a load time would be miserable. Brutal. Miserable. Because you really are dying that yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that at the end when you see all your jumps. Oh, all it's of, like it's like, like how many times you fucked one, one thing up. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. It's the best. But then you finally beat it. And it's, 
you hell have, like, of a the run. It is. And then, you know what? I actually haven't played with any of the extra characters. I know you can unlock some extra yeah. characters. I haven't played with any of them. I'm just trying to get through it with Meat Boy, and I'm almost done. But, um, but yeah, it's super tough. It's super fun, though. Yeah. It's a... It's just a classic platformer. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm yeah, you can go back to that game today like you are, and mm-hmm. it's fucking awesome. Um, and I know Super Meat Boy Forever coming out, which we yes we were saying like is that a it's not a remake? It's probably I, a new game. I would have to watch it because yeah, I, I, I really don't remember. Don't, I don't remember, but if it is a new game, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, all right, I have two more games here. Uh, I'll talk about one quickly because we are you know going along on this. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Game. I've played a game called Photographs. Um, it is a game by a studio called 88 Games. They mostly have just made like puzzle games in the past. They made um uh you have to you must build a boat or whatever it's called. Uh they basically make like very l- light story but you know interesting puzzle type games, right? This game is a story game. And it's a total um, it's basically a total departure for the studio because it, it's nothing like they've ever done before. It basically takes you through five different vignettes of five different characters and their stories about what happened to them. I think it's six, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I can't remember. Um, but this is another game that I am conflicted on. In So I I, I don't think it's a bad game. Okay. In the same way, I think Pathway is a bad game. I don't think this is a bad game. All right. But I think that the stories are very hit or miss. Because, uh. like I said, there are five or six vignettes, and they tackle, like, big topics. I don't want to, like, spoil this game outright, but I- I'll say I'll, I'll use two Like, controversial two topics? And- so, like, one of them is, like, colonialism with... Native Americans and, you know, Americans coming over, moving yeah. into their territory, right? And the way they handle that is interesting. But basically, the whole idea of this game is like, here's five. I, I can't believe I don't know if it's five or six. It's really bothering me. But uh, <laughs> here's a, just start with here's a, <laughs> here's a tragedy. Like, that's yeah. the whole point of the game. Here's a tragedy that happens. We're going to take you through beginning to end how this story plays out. And in between story bits, it'll be like one little bit of story and then a little puzzle. Mm -hmm. And each vignette has a totally different type of puzzle. So one of them is like a, uh, one of them is like a kind of, what do you call it with when you like the, it's like a, you're shooting a ball and you see the arcs like in a dot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see like dot, 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 and you like move the arc of a the ball bit, yeah, to yeah. try to get into a certain place. Like one of them, the entire thing is that. And it's like for a girl that's like a diver, right? Okay. So you're trying to like, you know, plan it and, and, and get the trajectory right so that you can go and make the dive or whatever. Um, for the Native American thing, um, it's like blocks you have to basically piece together a little puzzle. Okay. Right. So just a puzzle that really has nothing to do with the story. So the interesting thing is they do. And that is where the game really shines when it's not telling a specific straightforward written narrative. I think it's really good. Okay. 
but the vi- the story bits in between, I think, are a little like cheesy sometimes and a little tonally all over the place. Like, I'm not thrilled with the way it kind of plays out as far as like the story goes because I think the voice acting is kind of bad. Mm. I think the actual writing is not really well thought out. I, I don't know. I don't think they have the chops they think they do is what I mean. Okay. But when you're doing the puzzles, like I'll just I'll just say it for now. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil a little bit of this game. But when you're piecing together the puzzle, like I said, with the Native American thing, yeah. you're basically piecing together a water, tra- like the trajectory of the water to run through crops. And then the crops, as they get water, you know, come out and go into p- certain people's mouths that are around the sides of the puzzles. Okay. So as the game, as that area starts, everyone's getting an equal share. Then as the, the white men are taking over, they're, they're getting all the food. And so, like, you see it happening, and they're not over the top with it. And then you see, like, you know, the little portraits of the Native Americans are becoming more emaciated and stuff. Like, that is good storytelling, in my opinion, because you're not beating people over the head with it, and you're not telling this, like, rote, poorly written narrative. You're just... It's just it's it's more show than tell. Yes, you know? and they do a good job with it in that. But then they still do the story part, and I I think it works sometimes, but not often enough to make this like a great game. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Um, not to the point where it's like beating a dead horse. It's just like it's just that it's not well done. That's what okay, I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not that they're over. It's not that they're like they're not tell, overdoing it. They're just they're just not doing it well. Okay. And I'm telling you, like, I'm saying the actual writing, like, the actual story narrative is not well done. Okay. If you if you look at it on, like, a timeline, this is what happens, and you just write that, okay, that that's that's compelling. But the way it's written and the actual, like, tactic, like, the, the skill, the writing skill that these people have, I don't think is very high, personally. Okay. And, and you know, like I said, I, I actually do like this game. I I. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible, but you know, it could have been something really, really good. It is what is what frustrates me about it. Hmm. Um, you know, I, and you like play it, and you're like, oh, why did you do that? You yeah. know, like sort of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I said before, um, there are certain games where you see. Man, I wish I could think of this specific example because I had a specific example that I'm forgetting. But sometimes you see a game maker or a developer be like, hey, here's a game that we made. Wow, it's really, really good. And then they get money and then they make another game and now they're able to put more into it. And you're like, oh, wait, maybe it wasn't that good. But just because now they're allowed to tell the story out loud, it's not that good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, man, I had, I'm telling you, in the past I've talked about it on this show and, and someone will know, but... I've talked about a game where it's like, you know, you made a smaller game where you weren't able to write your story, and then when you were able to write your story, you're like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't have. Like, it was much better when it was up to our interpretation. <laughs> so that's how I kind of feel about this is like the, the interstitial, the puzzle parts tell a really good story. You don't have to then tell the story. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's photographs. Um, it is, I think... 10 bucks on steam let me see let me look it up you know what's funny i keep saying let me look it up and maybe i should look them up before the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh it is 12 bucks on steam 
Uh, it's also on your phone. Oh, it's an iOS or yeah. it's um, I think it's iOS Android? and Android. Um, but yeah, I, it would be a good phone game. You know, the puzzles yeah. probably would do well with uh, you know, touch. So, um, yeah, I you know, like I said, decide for yourself if that sounds like something you're interested in. Uh, you know, I have my qualifications that I stated here. Uh, I think they had something pretty great, and and they kind of squandered it with with poor writing. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Last game I played. Yes, please. Something I can definitely say I loved. Oh, good. Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Look it up while I'm Hip- talking about Hypnospace. It. Hypnospace Outlaw. So the basic structure for this game is there is a company in i believe it starts in 1999 there's a company that uh creates these things that you plug in to like you basically put on your face and attach to your brain that allow you to surf the internet while you're sleeping like that's the idea (laughs) and but the thing that makes this game fucking awesome is that it's basically you boot up the game and you have a, um, you basically have a, a fake screen of like Windows ninety five. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. It's- so you have the mouse trails. You have uh, the little music player in the bottom. Like you have all the shit. And it, it, you know the game takes place in that fake desktop, right? Yeah. But the thing it does. So you're a. So the thing is called HypnoS. Hip. Mm, OS, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Hypnos is the name <laughs> of the thing, and that's a '90s. Uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and uh, you are a—I forget what they call you, but you're like a, a defender, right? Okay. So you're hired by the company to basically moderate people on Hypnos. All right. So your job is to go in and find things that go against the the terms of service or whatever, and you like take a little gavel and you click on it. And then it like, like you're out of here. It determines <laughs> if if what you say is invalid is actually, you know, bad, and then you get hypnocoin for doing it. Okay. Right? So, <clears throat> you quickly start to realize that the company you're working for is like evil. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the story plays out in some really really interesting ways. But the easiest way to to talk about this game is like right off the bat. You do like an intro video and it's like this terrible like 3D graphics like <laughs> fake thing and the funny like you know I'm talking about funny games like this game had me like howling and laughter like so many times because they just do such a good job of like the fake like voice that that the person that's taking you through the virtual tour of Hypnospace right just sounds totally terrible and then autonomic. something will cut in and it'll be like if you look over here, like you, you hear somebody just like talking right up on the mic and it's like so good. I'm telling you, it is so, so good. And then you go to like the first one, one of your first missions is like, hey, you know, someone, someone filed a claim against this guy Zane on, on his page or whatever. Go check it out. And you go there and there's this really bad, like, like, uh, rap rock playing and like fake the fake music in this game is outrageous 
it kind of the way you're describing it kind of reminds me of papers please where you're kind of just like judging on people so it, it's that but in a in a super funny in a silly funny web based yes yeah. yes and it's it's just excellent and i love where the story goes my one gripe with this game is that some of the some of the solutions can be a little ridiculous like you too easy or too <clears throat> no like so hard to find oh okay some okay. of them uh, they're fun to try to discover. I had to look up one or two things. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't take away from my enjoyment of this game. Okay. I love it through and through. Like, Hypnospace Outlaw is a fucking fantastic game. So what a great name, yeah. too. Hypnospace. I'm going to literally, it's exactly after what it this podcast, like. I'm showing you five minutes of that game Absolutely. just so you can see it. Because, totally. I'm totally holy in. Holy <laughs> shit. It's so good. Um, <clears throat> I think that's it for the games. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, um, an hour into the show, yeah, right? we're finally, finally done with the game. I um it's only going to take me a minute. Yeah. I beat Super Hot in VR. Oh, sweet. I finally beat it. That game is awesome. So good, right? <laughs> so good. So good. Did you play the, I uh, only, the original No, Super I Hot? only played the VR version. Play the regular one cuz it's a completely yeah. different game and it's just as good. It's okay, amazing. all right. It's amazing. I, I mean, I was playing in VR and trying to figure out like how would you play this on a controller, but I'll tell you. I'll you should it a you shot. should play it. I'm telling yeah. you, it it is that good. Like, yeah. I love that game. I'm totally in cuz I loved it. It's so good. Um, all right, we're going to move in. We're just going to talk about, uh, real briefly, uh, the Xbox One S All Digital Edition yeah. has been released, aka the Xbox One SAD, because that's <laughs> what the acronym is, and I don't know how they let that happen, <laughs> but it's the Xbox One SAD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get how that got passed oh, in <laughs> marketing, but I love Jesus. it. Um, the weird thing about this, so this this console came out, it's an Xbox One S with no disk drive. Yeah. And it's just, hey, here's a one terabyte hard drive, download your games, no disk drive, we're trying to get you ready for the it's future. It's a physical right? Xbox, yes. though. Yes. It just has, you can't pop disk. It's a normal Xbox, yeah, yeah. just no, no, no disk. Yeah. The thing that I don't understand that makes no sense to me is it is $250, which is the exact same price as an Xbox One S with the... With, with the, the disc drive. drive. Which does the exact same things. You could buy all your games What digital. the hell? What's what the point? are they doing? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Why is this console not 199 to yeah. try to attract people to buy it? Because guess what? If it was 199 that's a really good price for an Xbox yeah. One. I'll a 199 what. and then, uh, yeah. I don't understand I what do they were thinking. I get it. So we're not going to harp on that too much. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a little fucking weird. And also I like saying the Xbox One said because it's really funny. <laughs> Um, I mean, what's the the marketing thought there? Like, let's get rid of GameStop by just you're not so allowed to put discs basically, in anymore. You know, like reading the tea leaves, they're going streaming hard on streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the next generation. Yeah, hundred percent. So they're trying to get people used to the fact that they're not going to have a disc drive. Okay. That's my guess. I makes don't know sense. why you sense. try to get people used to that with while keeping the same price point. That, yeah, that, I'll never. That's where that. it doesn't make any I'll sense. I'll never understand that. But Sad. Speaking of the next generation. The last thing I want to talk about today is that Mark Cerny sat down with Wired and gave a really interesting interview about the future of PlayStation. Um, to get kind of down to the points, um, basically, I'm going to just talk about the specs of um, of what Mark Cerny said we're looking for in the next PlayStation. He, he was very careful not to say the PlayStation 5, but every single yeah, he headline basically here. basically just said the next generation yeah, for the every, most part. Every single headline I'm reading says PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really the only thing. They didn't talk about games. They didn't talk about money. They talked about specs. Yep. What they're looking to do. They talked about do, specs. How, um, hard, um, how much power this thing's going to have. 
And it has a lot of power. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is they're using an SSD, which it, people that aren't PC people, and I fucking suck at this stuff. Yeah. I, I had Ralph help me with all my PC stuff because he's a lot smarter than me at this. Uh, but what I know is an SSD is instead of... So a normal hard drive mm-hmm. is basically has a disk that spins up yeah. to get it going, right? An SSD is a solid state disk or solid state drive and so it's no disc spinning up so the time the load times the time to get into games the time moving between menus is way shorter on ssd okay because you are able to just hey it's it wants to launch it it's launching it it's not waiting for any spin up time you're okay. not waiting for anything um the example they use in this cerny talked about um, he showed off the SSD with a demo showing Spider-Man, the PS4 Spider-Man. On the Pro, it took 15 seconds to fast travel between locations. On this, it took 0.8 seconds. So Holy basically, their, their pitch is we're getting rid of load times. We're getting rid of all the annoying... Like, I'm telling you, and it sounds so silly, but using my PC so much now, when I go back to even PS4... Just navigating menus, the little delays that it takes to get from, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're you scrolling sideways, yeah. you notice it. Yeah. And they're, they're getting rid of that kind of shit. So that's the biggest thing. Uh, they also talk about the, their CPU uh, is going to be AMD uh, based on the Ryzen third generation, um, which is the, the GPU is also doing Radeon. Uh, they're talking about ray tracing, obviously. Yeah, I heard um, a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically the, the big parts of it is it's exciting to see them say, hey, we're putting this out and it's just going to be like a really good CPU or computer, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's ideal. If you're putting out like a really strong PC, because, you know, if this launches next year, which it seems like it's might, it might. They're building know, the hype train. The stuff that they have in here, like that's going to, if you're building a PC with those specs that they're talking about, you're looking at like, you know, over a thousand bucks. Yeah. Which is. So I'm interested, obviously, you know, they can, they get deals or whatever. I'm not suggesting that this is going to be anything crazy, but they cannot charge more than $500. They, they've proven that if you put that number above 500. Yeah. Your sales nobody's are not going to be there. Yeah. Nobody's buying it. Which is so, tough. A lot of people are looking at these these specs and saying, I don't know how the fuck they're going to get this to 500. <laughs> but, you know, I'm very curious. I just kind <clears> of, <throat> I get excited talking about new console stuff. So yeah. New tech is always fun. Yeah, so I just really wanted to just briefly go over that. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see what, uh, what next year brings. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, figure out that price point and what's going to work best for them because, like you said, the specs are high. Mm-hmm. I'm excited though. It's exciting to hear things like because really, what do we want from you know? They talked about it's 8K compatible, which is like what the fuck are you even saying? Nobody, nobody has anything 8K. No. You know, there's even they're, cameras they're, that film in 8K now that you can't view it. You know, like that's nobody. what I'm saying. There's no displays <laughs> that use 8K yet. Yeah. So they're they're basically future proofing. Yeah. Smartly. Consoles. Yeah. But their 4K that they have on the Pro is bullshit anyway it's not real true 4k so we'll see what this is yeah yeah (laughs) say you're 8k i don't know but yeah so i'm excited to hear more about the ps5 um it kind of alleged so it kind (laughs) of yeah the next playstation it kind of lines up and it's making me start to think 
So I, I've been seeing Hideo Kojima on Twitter posting pictures of like Norman Reedus, like looking at an iPad or like a laptop of, you know, what you think is Death Stranding running. And it's making me think, initially it was making me think, I'm telling you this game is coming out this year. Yeah. Now it's making me think, this timing kind of lines up with them talking about the PS5. I think it might be a It'd PS5 be launch title. Launch title. That, it, it would make sense, you yeah. know. And it would make people go out and uh, similar to Breath of the Wild with the Switch, go right. out and buy that system, right. you know. That is complete conjecture for me. I have no fucking idea. I just, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that that's an interesting thought uh, uh -huh. because I'm telling you, I've seen some of the stuff he's been putting up, and I'm like, I, I before this PS5 stuff came out, I was like, this game's launching this year. Yeah. I'm like, he's I know. ready. We were talking he's about ready it. To go. Yeah. But, He's so trivial sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's going to do it, Shelb, for episode 56 of yeah. Circle Back Podcast. Thank you for being here with me. Of course. Dan, we miss you, and we love you, and we hope you get better. Yes, get well soon. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time, peace. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.